compel us great expectation. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, Romans 5, are you there? We're going to read the first five verses. I'm not going to. Well, yeah, we'll do a part of it. Okay. Are you there? Okay. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us, by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Again, verse um, 2 says, we have access by faith into this grace, into this grace. Tonight I want to talk on the subject, uh, tap into the grace, tap into the grace. Tell your neighbor, tap into the grace. Tell them, tell them don't tap out, tap into the grace. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much tonight for giving us opportunity to spend this time in your word. I ask you, Father, that you give me, Lord, uh, your anointing in a fresh way, God, to minister your word tonight. I pray that, Father, you give me divine utterance. Let me speak things, Lord, from, your, from heaven. Give me divine unction, God. Let me move out in the things that you give me to do, Father. And I pray that your people would have hearing ears, seeing eyes, and receiving hearts, that they may receive the word of God so that, God, everything that, that's poured out tonight will not be wasted, but it will fall upon good ground and produce what you sent it to produce, we pray. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. All right, tap into the grace. Praise God. Now, we, we know that we live in this, in this uh, what people, some people call a mean old world. Amen. It's a, what, the, what Paul calls it, a present evil age. And we live in a world where there's all kind of dangers, all kind of adversity, all kind of calamities, all kind of conflicts, all kind of trouble on every side. Remember Paul talked about that? We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Amen. So there's trouble everywhere. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how sanctified you are. I don't care how Holy Ghost filled you are. You're going to see some trouble. I said you're going to see some trouble. You know why? Because we have an adversary. The Bible says our adversary, the devil, he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we're, because we have an adversary, we're going to have adversity. Amen. Amen. Even, you know, the Bible, Paul talked about uh, great doors of, of opportunity have opened to me, but he says we have great adversaries. So, so you have ad, you're going to have adversaries. You're going to have adversity in your life. Amen. And you remember the story Jesus told the parable of uh, two men building their houses. He said one man built his house upon a rock. Another man built his house upon the sand. Now, the, the sand equates to worldly wisdom. Worldly knowledge. The rock equated to the word of God, the things of God. And he said the man who built his house upon a rock, another man built his house upon the sand, and the Bible says a great storm came. And he said, and when that storm came, the storm came, the rains came down, and the, the wind blew, and the man whose house was built upon the sand, his house was destroyed. But the, that man who built his house upon the rock, who found, who faced the same storm, faced the same winds, faced the same rain, faced the same flood, who he said that, that, that the rains and every, the wind beat vehemently against the house, and yet his house stood. 
What's the difference? Well, one man's house is built on something that's solid, on the word of God, on the things of God. So the difference is that, that you're gonna, we're going to all, saved and unsaved, face storms. Saved and unsaved, we're going to face adversity. Oh, but I'm a tongue talker. Wonderful. Oh, but I'm an usher. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Oh, I sing in the, in the choir. That's great. We commend you for that. But you're still going to face adversity. You're still going to face trouble. The difference is between you and me and people in the world is that we have access to something that they don't have access to. The reason you haven't lost your mind in the midst of the trouble, the reason why you haven't fallen apart, the reason why, why you haven't pulled all your hair out is because you have access to something. And the more we learn how to tap into and access what we have access to, the less we will be frustrated, the less anxious we will ever be. We won't let anything stress us out when we learn how to tap into what we can tap into. We won't quit everything when we learn how to tap into what we can tap into. We got too many quitters in the body of Christ. Too many folk quit at the first sign of trouble. And the reason is, is because they are not tapping into something God has given us that will help us overcome Every circumstance, every condition, every situation in this world, and it's a power called grace. grace. Somebody say grace. grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace is available for you and me to tap into it so that we can endure and overcome everything that we could ever face in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be a quitter. Tell your neighbor, don't be a quitter. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Hallelujah. There's something that God has given you. There's something that God has a storehouse full of. There's something that God has plenty of that if you tap into it, you'll never, ever run out. You won't run out of your joy. You won't run out of your peace. You won't run out of energy. You won't run out of power. You won't run out of smiles. You ever heard anybody say, I got nothing left, I, I, I got nothing left? Well, you have nothing left, left because you're, you're only using your own resources. And if you only use your own resources, you are going to run out. Hallelujah. You are going to run out. But if you tap into the resource or the source of God called grace, you will never, ever run out. Hallelujah. You won't need to just take, I just need a break. I just need a break. Ooh. I need a break. I need a break. Need a break. Listen, I assure you that there have been many times where I as a pastor have wanted to and felt like I needed just to take a break. And I showed up on Sunday. You know why I showed up on Sunday? Not because I liked y'all so much, but because I tapped into a grace that was available to me to get back up there. Hallelujah. You can get back in the ring if you tap into that grace. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that God has given us this. So I want to talk about this tonight. There's, uh, uh, tonight is an introduction night. I'm going to go into some uh, deeper, uh, some few things I'll, I'll show you here in the next couple weeks here. But I want to go into just a little introduction of this tonight because um, we need to know about this grace. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to give you a simple definition of grace. Just a very simple definition. I don't have to give you all a whole lot of stuff. Just listen to this very simple definition. We know it as a divine enablement. Divine enablement. Y'all know what, what, what enablement is, right? It's a divine, it's, it's, it's something that gives you the ability to do something. You know what, you know what an, an enabler is? You ever watch My 600-Pound Life? Over here. Y'all ever watch it? Y'all watched it? But so you know, you, you've seen it. And somebody, you got a person, some guy, some girl, they're, they're, they're so, so extraordinarily large that they can't even really get out of the bed. They can't, you know, they can't get off the sofa or whatever they're stuck in. And, you know, they're like, you know, I want a, I want a dozen eggs and 16 pancakes. And, and, you know, and you're like, why are you eating like that? Well, first of all, they can't go cook it. They can't go make it. There's somebody in the house. Somebody's there that's enabling them. And what the enabler does is the enabler does what they cannot do. The enabler does for them what they cannot do for themselves. Grace is a divine enablement. It's the ability of God that goes beyond on top of and above your ability. That does for you and me what we cannot do for ourselves. We all naturally have limitations. Y'all didn't catch it. There's only so much we can take. But that doesn't mean you go off. I'm going to come back over here. I better loosen up. There's only so much, so much mess you can take from folk. But it doesn't give you the license to go off. Before you go off, tap into that grace and come back with sweet lips. I, I still love you. Ooh-wee. You are wonderful. Hallelujah. I've had it up to here with you. I've had it up to here with you. Well, if you've had it up to here, tap into that grace because then you can go up a little higher. You might have heard your mama say this. You done got on my. <laughs> I know that that's not proper English, but if you grew up on 25th Street, or grew up on 18th Avenue, or grew up on 9th Street, you heard it that way. You done got on my last nerve. Well, hopefully anybody get on your last one, but hallelujah. That's first of all negative confession, so we don't say that kind of stuff, right? I said, we don't say that kind of stuff, right? But, but when you feel like you've hit your bottom, there's something that we have available to us, and it's called grace. So grace is a divine enablement. It is the ability which God supplies. It goes beyond your ability, beyond my ability. It's an ability which God supplies. Thank you, Lord. You know, over in John, we were reading this the other day in prayer last week about how Jesus said, he said, uh, I give you my joy. He said, I want my joy to remain in you so that your joy may be full. Let's, I got to show you that. Let's look at that real quick. Because this, this is very good that you, if you see that. Hallelujah. Look at John 15. 
John 15, verse 11. This is off script here, media, so just flow with me here. John 15, verse 11. Look what Jesus says. He says, these things, this is, this is going to help you if you get this. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So notice, my joy remains in you and then your joy may be full. So what happens is if his joy remains in you, you don't have to use your joy. So your joy stays full because his joy is in you. And if you keep tapping into his joy, then your, your joy can stay full. Did that help three people? Which three? One, two, three. Okay. All right. So if his joy is in you, then your joy is full. So if you get his ability, his grace, if you get his ability in you, then you don't have to rely on your ability. And nobody will ever get on your last nerves. You'll never have it up to here. You'll never hit the point where I've had all, all I can take. I'm about of here. No, I'm not about of here. I'm not tapping out. I'm tapping in. Into the grace. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm not tapping out. I'm tapping in. Into the grace. Say it again, I'm tapping into the grace. There's an ability, ladies and gentlemen, above our ability. That if we tap into that, and notice, we, we, we go back to that definition, it's divine enablement, it is the ability. Now, I know some of y'all have heard this before, but just, just, just take it fresh. Take it fresh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, divine enablement, the ability which God supplies. If we look at, at uh, 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, it, it, it speaks to that. 1 Peter 4. 10 and 11, it says, as each one of us has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the what? Manifold what? Grace of God. Verse 11, he defines this now. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with what? The ability which God supplies. That's all I need. The ability which God supplies. So grace is an ability that God supplies. In fact, I've heard my dad, a spiritual dad, say it this way, that grace is uh, God's ability to give to function in the gifts and callings. Yeah. It's what enables you to function in the gifts and callings of God. God has given us gifts. He's given us callings. And so we need his grace to tap into that. That's what I'm really going to get into in the next couple of weeks here. Because every one of us are stewards of God, his manifold grace. And we're supposed to be ministering something. See, one of the things I want to do in the next couple of weeks is pull everybody, jerk everybody off, off the uh, sideline, off the bench. I'm going to eventually get to talking about here in the next, I don't know how long it'll take me. Uh, we'll just let the Lord have his way. Everybody talk, learn about our kingdom identity, our kingdom purpose, our kingdom assignments. Because if you don't get into that, your life means nothing. Y'all getting this here? Okay. So, so grace is what again? Okay. Let's get, tell me what I told you. Hey, whatever you said probably works. That's probably, that's probably good. Give yourself an A plus for that. 
But just so that we're on the same page, divine enablement, the ability which God supplies. Now, Ephesians 4, 7 says this, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So to each one of us, how many? Each one of us. That means every single one of us, grace was given. So we have grace. We have divine enablement. We have the ability which God supplies. So if God supplied you with an ability, I'm going to get to this in the next couple weeks, a few weeks, whatever, however long it takes. He wants you to use it for something. He didn't give you grace just to, I'm just trying to make it to heaven. God's grace has brought me, saved us far, and grace will lead me home. Well, wonderful, you and I are going home with the amazing grace of God, but on our way home, we're supposed to be doing something for Jesus. On our way home, we're supposed to be overcoming the world. On our way home, we're supposed to be knocking the socks off the devil, busting him in his head doing damage to his kingdom. Are you hearing me? So he's given us something for that. To each of us, to each one of us, grace was given. Grace was given. Everybody say, I have grace. He says, according to the measure of Christ's gift. So because of Christ, we all have, uh, we all have received grace. Hallelujah. Now, we aren't limited to just a little bit of grace. We aren't limited to look to a little grace. We can have plenty of grace. Now, remember, what is grace again? What else? Now, listen. The, 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 the tougher um, the situation you're in, the more of this you need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Is that plain to see? Yes. That the more complex your life is, I don't mean comp complex because, you know, you made trouble. I'm talking about the, um, the more things God has you doing. You remember that Jesus talk, told the parable about the man uh, who gave out talents. He said to one he gave one, one he gave two, one he gave five. Each man according to his several ability. So as, depending on, on what God has assigned you to do, you need a, a different level or, or a, di a different amount of grace. Now, we all have grace. Hallelujah. Now, when, you, when you're a single person, you have single person grace. And you need that grace to be single, don't you? I'm going to come to my single people. Let me see what's going on. You need that grace to be single, don't you? Because it gets hard. But you need that grace to be single, don't you? Hallelujah. Well, I got news for you. You don't, you don't let grace go when you get married. You need more grace. I'm going to come over here. I said you need more grace. Because now it's not just you. It's us. We. Our. I've had it up to here. Tell your neighbor, you need more grace when you're married. 
And then you add in chilling. Children, children. Yeah, children, guess what? You need I mean, when they first born and they're all cute with curly hair, the hair slicked down, and they smell so nice, smell like baby oil and Johnson's and everything. Oh, they're wonderful. They, they don't give you a fit. They're just wonderful. But they start getting teeth and, you know, tongue and learn how to talk and line and taking stuff. and Hallelujah. You need some more grace for that. Amazing grace on that. Okay, I got you. I got you. Hallelujah. You just, you just finally enjoy when they finally go to bed at night. Look at them. They're so sweet. Oh. If, if you're an employee working on a job, you need grace. And guess what? God gave it to you. So even as an employee, listen to me, listen to me, you don't have to keep tapping out. I love, I'm going to say it again. You don't have to keep tapping out. You can tap in, into the grace as an employee because you're going to need it. Because there are other employees, then you have employers that you got to deal with and all, and, and the customers and all that kind of stuff. You got to try to keep your tongue bridled and all that stuff. You need grace. But the moment you become a supervisor or a manager, guess what? You need more grace. And then you dare, you dare say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. How many entrepreneurs do I have in here? Hallelujah. And you become an entrepreneur, guess what? You're going to need more grace because now, now you, are, you are data processing. Now you are research and development. Now you are accounting. <laughs> you are customer service. You are the labor and the management. And you are the custodian. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So you need more grace. So the good thing is we can get more grace. James chapter 4 verse 6 says this, but he gives more grace. Somebody say thank you, Lord. But he gives more grace. Now remember we started out with grace. He said to each of us grace was given. But now we see in James 4 6, but he gives more grace. Sometimes you got to get up in the morning and say, Lord, you know what I got to do with today. I need more grace. Who are you like, Lord, you know what? I think I, think I used all my grace yesterday. Because <laughs> I, I had it up to here. Yesterday, today I need more grace, Lord. I know we get brand new mercies every morning, but Lord, I need brand new grace today too. <laughs> Hallelujah. You deal with somebody, you find out, find out that they're difficult. Guess what you need? Hallelujah. Follow peace with all men. Amen. Pursue peace with all people. 
As much as it lies within you, live peaceably with all men. Doesn't the Bible say that? As much as it lies within you, live peaceably with all men. Well, you say, see, this is where I'm about to go, Pastor Kim. See, because we say, well, see, it, it, didn't lie, it don't lie with me, within me. I can't, I can't take them. I can't deal with them. I, don't, I can't do them. Well, see, what you're doing is you're relying only on the resource that's in you. And we're using that as an excuse to not do people. I'm preaching better than y'all letting on up in this Baptist church. I don't do them because, you know, Bible says as much as it lies within me. That's all, that's all I can take. Wait a minute. What you need is James 4, 6, more grace. Hallelujah. How many of y'all ever tapped into that grace and found out in the end, you know, they're they not so bad. Has that ever happened when you turn around? You know they're not so bad. Once, once I kind of got to know them, once I kind of got to hear their, their backstory and find out what was happening, I found out they had been through some issues and I probably, you know, hit the wrong button. You know, I, <laughs> you learn. You learn I'm not going to hit that button. right. Don't touch that button right there no more. There's a hot button in their lives. Right? Hallelujah. So he gives more grace. Everybody say more grace. We used to sing a song, grace, grace, grace. It's a little more grace. Lord, give me Lord grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we, we can have plenty of grace. Everybody say plenty of grace. Now we started out with grace. We can have more grace. Second Peter 1 and 2, Peter says this, grace and peace be multiplied to you. So God can take the grace you have and multiply it. This is not just more grace, meaning something was added. This is now multiplied grace. That means you have, you have the capacity to have an exponential amount of grace. Now, if you get an exponential amount of grace, you can deal with anybody and anything. Hello, somebody. Oh, Lord. I said, oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some folk, we cut them off too quickly. Hallelujah. And what we needed was grace. Some people we gave up on too quickly. What we needed was grace. Some things we gave up on too quickly. Some situations we gave up on too quickly. All we needed was more grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, because the thing about it with, with, with your journey is you don't know how close you are to the expected end. You don't know how close. You don't know if you're just two days away from that expected end. You don't know if you're just one more week from that thing that God has for you. And, and the, well, the, de the, devil, the devil wants to get you and me to quit. Quit on somebody, quit on a ministry, quit on a dream, quit on a business, quit on a vision. And you're right there. You, and you don't know it. You don't know that you're right there. But he, he can sense it. He doesn't know it because he's not all-knowing. But he's been through it before. He's seen this before. So 
what we need is grace to be added and then multiplied to us. Hallelujah. Can I go a little further here? Everybody say more grace. Romans 5.17, Romans 5.17 says this. For if by, one, by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive what? Abundance of, abundance of grace. So now we have gone from grace to more grace to grace multiplied, now to abundance of grace. And notice what happens when you have an abundance of grace. It says we have an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will do what? Reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So if you want to reign in life, you've got to have an abundance of grace. Y'all didn't catch that. If you want to reign, the Amplified says reign in life as a king. If you want to be a king in life, you need an abundance of grace. Because life is going to try to hit you hard. The devil, your adversary is going to try to hit you hard. And you can't, you can't, you can't rise to a higher level. I mean, we, we, we've said this in church many times, Deke, the higher the level, the higher the devil. Lord, take me higher. Okay. Lord, I want to go higher in you. Okay. I want to go deeper in you. Okay, get ready. Because the higher you go, the deeper you go, you're going to face a different level of devil. You're going, you're going to move from, the, from, the, from the, the little private level devils. You're going to get over to the sergeant level devils. You're going to get into the, into the lieutenant level. You're going to get into a higher level, higher ranking devils. The higher you go in the things of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's organized. The devil has an organized system. Hallelujah. So we need, we need an abundance of grace because, because we want to reign in life as kings. We don't want life reigning over us. We don't want life dominating us. Hallelujah. We, we, I, I've taught this when I've taught you faith many times and how faith talks. We should not ever be saying, oh, I'm under the weather. You and I have no reason ever being under the weather. God gave us dominion over the weather. I better come back over here. He gave us dominion over the weather. Ask Elijah. He gave us dominion. Ask Jesus. Ask, ask Joshua. Speaking to the son. He gave them, he gave us dominion over this, over these things. Well, how are you doing? Well, you know, under the circumstances. What are you doing under the circumstances? See, you and I are supposed to be operating in a level of grace that goes beyond man's natural ability. Are you getting this tonight? So everybody say, I've received an abundance of grace. Say it again, I have received an abundance of grace and I reign in life as a king. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Abundance. That means I have more grace than I need to deal with this here. Let's, let's go to another place here. Go to 2 Corinthians 9.8. This is just introduction here. I'm just giving you an introduction tonight. We're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper in this here. Because I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. And I got news for the Lord. The Lord's helping me too. <laughs> I pray every day, Lord, give me grace as a husband. Give me grace as a father. Give me grace as a pastor. Give me grace as a, as a man of God. Give me grace as a, as a child of God. Give me grace. Hallelujah. I don't wake up just knowing what to do. I don't wake up. When I come out here to preach, I don't come out here to preach in my own ability. The Bible says our competency comes from God. God's one that makes us sufficient as ministers of the New Testament. I can't preach. 
Can, can I tell you, too? truth be told, I can't even talk right. Left to myself, I stutter all over the place. But I, the grace of God comes on me. Don't ever stand before God's people and not tap into his grace. Don't ever sing on here, up here, and don't tap into God's grace. Don't play an instrument and don't tap into Don't usher without God's grace. Because you're going to deal with some stuff at the door. As an usher, as a greeter, you're going to count on some stuff. People are going to come in. They've they been fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> They've been fighting on the way to church. And you better, you better be prayed up and graced up. Tell your neighbor you better be graced up. If you're going to deal with people. Tell them you better be graced up. If you're going to deal with people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 9.8. Look at what it says. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Now remember, we, we just read from Romans 5.17, if those who receive what? An abundance of grace, you're going to reign as a king in life. So now we see what he says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So you can receive an abundance of grace. And he says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Now, you and I know, based on context, this is a financial scripture. So the primary grace he's talking about is in your finances. But he said all grace. Remember we read in, in 1 Peter about the manifold grace of God? The manifold means multifaceted grace of God. In other words, there's all kinds of great grace has many sides to it, many applications to it, many appropriations of God's grace. Hallelujah. Saving grace is different than healing grace, but it's all grace. Financial grace is different than, than deliverance grace, but it's all grace. It's an appropriation of God's grace. So it says he's able to make all grace abound towards you that or so that you always having what? Always having what? All. all sufficiency in all things. Now, I want, when, I, when I read that, I want you to think beyond finances. Now, get it for your finances. I said get it for your finances. Get it for your finances. There's never going to be a bill that's too much for God's grace. There will never, you should never have a need that's bigger than God's grace. Who am I talking to tonight? You'll never have a desire that's bigger than God's grace. There'll never be a dream or vision you have from God that'll be bigger than his grace. His grace will abound towards you so that you always have all sufficiency for all things. You'll never encounter a financial need anymore that his grace will not help you overcome. Well, I got pastor, but you don't understand my paycheck. Baby, I ain't talking about your paycheck. I'm talking about his grace. I ain't talking about your bank account. I'm talking about his grace. I don't care about your credit. I'm talking about his grace. I don't get paid again to the first. It, God don't need the first. His grace will give you all sufficiency in all things. Now, but I want you to go beyond finances. Because I want you to see all grace abounding towards you and always having 
all sufficiency in all things. So when all grace is there, it will apply to you in your marriage, in with parenting, in your business, at your job, in your, in your health, in whatever issue, issue, situation that you're facing, his grace is there for you. It's his divine enablement. It's his ability that he supplies to you. Tell your neighbor, you can make it. You can do this. You don't even know you can do it, but you can do it. You, can, you don't even know you can overcome, but you can overcome. You can break through. You can break out. You can get past it. You can get over it. You can handle this. Well, I don't feel adequate. You're not. You're not. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm talking about the anointed one in you. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Y'all ever read that scripture? Yes. Philippians 4.13? I can do, put on the screen. I, Philippians 4.19, put on the screen. And hopefully the new King James says it properly because it's something that you, you need to see. Philippians, P-H-I, yeah. I, 13, 4.13, 4.13. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ who? Now, who is not right? Because the King James says it right. I can do all things through Christ which? Through Christ which strengthens me. Because the Christ is not talking about Christ Jesus. talking about Christ the anointed one, his anointing. So his anointing, which we can equate to his grace, gives you the ability to do all things. So it doesn't matter about your inadequacies. It doesn't, listen to me, y'all. It doesn't matter about your insufficiencies. If you tap into his grace, if you tap into his anointing, there ain't nothing you can't do. I wish y'all help me. Slap your name and tell them there ain't nothing you can't do. Slap them, wake them up something, tell them there ain't nothing you can't do. I can do all things. Now he's able to make his grace, make all grace abound towards you so that you always have all sufficiency for all things. I can do all things. Sufficiency for what? All things. I can do all. See, I'm marrying two scriptures here. I can do all things. Sufficiency for all things. See, the grace and anointing are one. They're one. I can do all things through, the, through Christ, which strengthens me, or through the grace, which strengthens me. His grace gives you a divine enablement and ability beyond your ability. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There ain't nothing you can't do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the devil is so cunning, so tricky, so, so uh, forceful to try to force you into a state of uh, this, this, to lock you into this inadequacy. Has it happened to anybody here besides me? Just the three, three of y'all? The rest of y'all always feel like you're enough. I'm, 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 I'm every woman. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You, you, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not every woman. <laughs> I'm the man. No, you're not the man. No, 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 no. He's the man. 
see, and you and I need the anointing. You and I need his grace because the devil's going to try to make us settle in the fact that we are inadequate. Come on, Moses. I don't talk right. Come on, Gideon. I, I'm, I'm, I ain't the, I ain't, I'm, I'm the poorest one in my family, the poorest one. Come here, Jeremiah. No, I'm too young. I'm, I'm, I'm too young. Are y'all hear what I'm saying to you? See, every one of those men, uh, people of God, had to deal with some inadequacy in themselves. But what happened, the reason why they were able to go forward and do the things of God is because something came on them. They tapped into a force, an ability beyond their own ability, and did great exploits. Those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. So when you and I know our God and tap into what he has for us, we can do more than we ever thought we could do. Somebody say, I'm going to do more than I ever thought I could do. Matter of fact, say this year, I'm going to do more than I ever thought I could do. Because I'm tapping into God's grace. His ability, his sufficiency is working in my life. Now shout hallelujah one time. Now go back to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and give me that verse in the, um, in the Passion Translation, the Passion Translation. Boy, I'm speedily running out of time. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, yes, God, this is the Passion. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything. Hello, somebody. So that you will always have or you will have more than enough of everything every moment and in every way. Now go back, go back. I want you all to see that. I want you to see that. So that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. You see, I'm, ta I'm taking you beyond finances here. I want you to get it for your finances, but I want you to see beyond finances here. So that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. Well, how, how can you lose? How can you lose? How can you not be successful? How can you not win? When there's a grace available to us, matter of fact, not just available, not just a grace, he said, I'm going to make it come on you so tough, so much. So much that you'll, go put the first part back on the screen, so that you'll, all, that you'll have more than enough of everything every moment. Every moment in every Every way. Every moment and in every way. More than enough of everything. Every moment, every way. Well, you know, I have my moments. Wait, 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 wait. Pastor, you don't understand. It's a Monday, man. Mondays are hard. Every moment. But Pastor, you don't remember. See, it was, it was 16 years ago. My, my so-and-so passed away, and every time that I get this time of year, I really feel bad about this time of year, and, you know, things, I kind of go in. and Wait, 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 hey, 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 get out of your soul. 
hey, hey, get out of your soul and tap back into his grace because he said every moment. I wish y'all might have shot back at me. Every moment and in every way. You have more than enough. You know, Christmas is a rough pastor because, you know, so-and-so. And, you know, Mother's Day is rough because, you know, my mom passed away. And Mother's Day is really hard. And you, wait a minute. Wait a minute, child of God. Say, y'all looking at me. I better be saying this. Wait a minute, child of God. What are you doing dropping down to that soul level? Get back up here above the light level. Get back up here in the spirit level. Because the grace ain't there for the soul level. Your soul is going to drive you crazy. You don't tap, tap into it in your soul. You tap into it by your spirit. And if you say in the soul level, you will not access grace and life will whoop you bad. I ain't going to let life whoop me. No, I won't. I want to always make sure I have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. I ain't going to let rainy days and Mondays get me down. Not going to have no blue Mondays. Sad days and sad songs. I ain't no grace in those sad songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to have more than enough. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, don't tap out. Tell them, tap into the grace. Tell them again, don't tap out. Tap into the grace. Now, see, when you tell them that, you just think, I'm just repeating pastor, but you don't know what they're dealing with right now. You don't know, you don't know what your neighbor is dealing with. You don't know what they're contemplating right now. You don't know how the little devil is sitting there telling him, you ain't going to make it. You're not enough. You don't have enough. You might as well quit. This is how it's going to end. It's never going to work out. You're never going to be restored. It's not going to turn out for your good. He's telling him all kinds of stuff. So tell your neighbor, don't tap out. Tap into the grace. Listen, if you are unable to tell it to yourself, tell yourself, don't tap out, self. You know what you're facing. Tap into the grace, self. I'm not going to quit. I come too far. I find no fault. I feel like going on. Hallelujah. I know too much about God. I can't turn back now. I can't quit. I can't throw in the towel now, man. I, I, we, I, I'm not, not going to lose everything I've already gained. I come way much too far, Pauline. We already been through hell and high water. We're still here. I ain't going to quit now. If you was going to quit, you should have quit 10 years ago when he really had you on the ropes 10 years ago. 
Now you got a couple quarters in your pocket. Don't quit now. He should have made you quit when you was on food stamps and you run out of those in the middle of the month. Now you got a little bit of corners. Don't quit now. All right, now, let, 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 me, let me try to get, because I got about seven minutes. Seven minutes, I'm, so I, I, I got three points and I can't get to them all. Um, now, remember what we saw in Ephesians 4, 7, which said that to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So each of us have received this grace, this divine ailment, this ability of God that's been given to us. Now, I want you to, if you're, if you're taking notes, write this down, jot this down. And I'm not going to teach it tonight. I'm going to expound on it later down the road. Three components of grace that we're going we're to explore. Three components of grace that we're going to explore. Not tonight, but down the road. We're going to explore divine ability, divine wisdom, and divine energy. That's what the Lord was showing me. Three components of grace that we tap into. Ability, wisdom, and energy. If you can remember, just remember all. Like awesome. Amazing grace. Awesome grace. Astonishing grace. So ability, wisdom, and energy. Because all of those things, when you tap into the grace, are now flooding your life. This is the ability of God. This is the wisdom of God. This is the energy of God. And I'll show you over the next couple of weeks, you need all three of those. Now, go back to Romans 5. Let's, let's at least give you one of these points tonight. Romans 5, are you there? You looking for it? Romans 5. We started at verse 1, right? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Into this grace. We have access by what? So we already know our faith is necessary to tap into this grace. Believing that this grace is available. Faith because you you can't see grace. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't smell it. You can't hear it. But it's there. Just like you can't see, taste, touch, smell the blessing. But it's there. You can't see, taste, touch, smell the covenant, but it's there. So grace is not tangible until you access it. Did you catch what I just said to you? <laughs> In other words, I, I just said something bigger than I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you caught it. That grace, you when you access it, you can make it tangible. Because 
How many of y'all have ever felt the anointing? Well, what happened? It wasn't tangible until you, until you accessed it. Uh, okay. Uh, until it hits you. So grace, because you can't taste it, touch it, smell it, see it, you have to access it by faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11 verse 1, right? The substance of things, what? Not seen. Okay? So by faith, we access this grace. Now, <laughs> let me, let me, I'm going to give you these three points. I'm going to deal with the first one. But I want you to at least write them down. Because they're right there in the text. Because remember, grace is a divine what? Enablement. So number one, I want you to make sure you know grace enables us to stand. Number two, grace enables us to rejoice in hope. And number three, grace enables us to glory in tribulations. It's right in the text. You don't have to contrive anything. It's right there. It's written. It's right there. So grace enables us to stand. Grace enables us to rejoice in hope. And grace enables us to glory in tribulations. Now, those are three, three important things that you must do in your faith walk. How many of y'all hear me? Those are three important things that must take place always when you are reaching for something by faith. When you are doing something in the kingdom of God. Why? Remember, you have an adversary. You have opposition. You have, you have uh, the devil pushing back on you. So, listen to me very, very, very carefully. It is so important that in faith... In doing the works of God, you stand. Yes. Two, you rejoice in hope yes. of the glory of God, it says. Rejoice in hope. And three, you glory in tribulations. Because you got to stand because you're going to have opposition. You got to rejoice in hope because the devil is going to try to push you back and make you lose your joy, which fuels your faith. You got to glory in tribulation because. You gotta, it's through tribulation that you're going to get through. The Bible says that we must do much tribulation into the kingdom of God. So you can't inherit promises without tribulation. Woohoo! You, 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 you can't get there without tribulation. So you're going to know how to glory in tribulation. So, so all this is done by, by grace or through grace. So can you see why grace is important? All right. So let me give you at least number one. What I tell you number one was? Grace enables us to stand. Remember, grace is a divine enablement. So grace enables you to do something. So notice it says in the text here, verse 2, through whom, Romans 5, 2, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. The first thing you do in grace is you stand. 
This before, before you rejoicing in hope. Before you glory in tribulation, you got to stand first. So we, by faith, we access this grace in which we stand. We access, tap into this grace in which we stand. Now, this word stand is a big word. I know it's just five letters, but it's a very big word. It is from uh, the, the concordance 2476 in the Greek, histeme, or histeme, histeme, histeme. You see that? You ever, you ever seen uh, in, in the physical body, the human body, uh, histamines? How many of you know what histamines are in your physical body? Histamines react to pollutants or to adjutants, to allergens. When you start sneezing, <laughs> you walk outside, like right now the pollen count I think is kind of high, right? Is that right? Are you, we praying for rain, Lord, let it rain to wash out this pollen in the atmosphere because you walk outside and you start sneezing or your nose starts running or your eyes start, start running, your ears start clogging up or you start developing whelps or something. Anybody ever get, I mean, extreme reactions to that kind of stuff? So then what does, if, if you go to a doctor or if you go to the, to the, to the pharmacy, what do they give you? Antihistamines. Not if you have high blood pressure? Right. Well, I'm sure there's some kind of medical thing. But you got to use a, a certain ones, I think, they, they, they recommend for that. So histeme, histeme, me, histeme. Now, what your body is doing when you react, your body is trying to stand against those allergens. And the reason why you take the antihistamines is because your body is overreacting. Because your body is doing too much. So that's why the, hist the antihistamines are there. But God, uh, why, why, you, why they recommend antihistamines that you take. But God put histamines in your body to stand against pollutants, against allergens in the, in the, in the, in the environment. So you can stand. So when you sneeze, the sneeze is not the devil. Get out of here. No, the sneeze is your body getting rid of what's trying to pollute it. You sneezing and binding the devil, God saying, that's not the devil, that's me. I programmed your body to do that, to get rid of what's trying to come against your body. It's a histamine reaction. I put within your body the ability to stand against the wiles of the devil. Can y'all take any more? I'm over time. Y'all okay? I, I, let, let's at least go through this definition here. Because remember, now grace enables us to stand. So this stand, it says by grace in which we stand. It's not talking about you just standing. Like I'm standing up here in front of you. That's not what it means. This, this word is literally a military term. Like Custer's last stand. It's to stand in opposition. Like your body does when the pollen and all the things are in the air. Hallelujah. Your nose hairs are important. I know we like to cut them off, but don't, don't cut them out. Just trim them back because 
because they are part of your of your uh, defense system. Oh, you got to cut them nose hairs. <laughs> now I know they, they can get long and itching. Trim them out, but 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 they're part of the system. They're of your stand system. Your eyelashes are part. It's part of the system. It's part of your missile defense system. That's good. Y'all missed that. Because the devil is shooting missiles at people, at you and me, as an adversary, and God has given us the ability to release our histamines as part of our missile defense system against the devil. So by faith, we access this grace in which we put up a stand against the devil's attacks. Because you're going to be attacked. Now look at this here. That, that word stand, here's what it means from, from the concordance. It means to make firm, to fix, to establish. Notice it means to cause. Now see yourself in this. See, I want you to see what you're supposed to be doing. How you're supposed to be reacting to opposition. How you're supposed to be reacting to having it up to here. How you're supposed to be reacting to the devil coming against you and trying to knock you off base. To, to cause a person or thing to keep his or its place. To keep your place. We used to play a game when I was younger called King of the Hill. Where we, we had a mountain of, anybody remember this game growing up? You have a mountain of dirt or something and you get up on the mountain of dirt and the, the object of the game was people run at you to try to knock you off. You know, I'm staying, I'm King of the Hill. You can't knock me off this hill. Well, God has made you king of your own hill and the devil's coming to knock you down out of your place but you have to put up a stand well, I'm too weak. That's why you tap into the grace. Because you can't stand by yourself. You can only stand if you access this grace. This is helping three people tonight. One, two, three. Okay, got it. Okay. To, to keep his or its place. Notice the next one. Watch the next one. Watch the next one. Watch the next one. To be kept intact. Grace will keep your family. Grace will keep your home. Grace will keep your marriage. Grace will keep your church. It'll keep your ministry. It'll keep your business. It's to be kept intact. Grace will help you keep it all together. I'm about to lose it. You ain't got to lose it. Keep it intact. Y'all going to make me lose. No, I ain't going to lose my mind up in here. No, 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 no. I'm keeping it intact. Now, if it's just my mind, I'm going to lose it. But if I tap into the grace of God, I'm going to be just fine. I'm gonna... We're going to make it, baby. We're going to make it. I said we're going to make it. Hallelujah. You know it's been the grace of God that's kept this ministry intact. When all hell is broken out against this ministry, you know it's the God's grace that kept us intact. It ain't been me. Okay, let's, let's keep going, let's keep going. To escape in safety. To escape, this is what standing is here. To escape in safety, which means that no matter what the devil brings, you're going to make it out. To establish a thing. Cause it to stand. To uphold or sustain the authority or force of anything. You're not going to lose your authority. To continue safe and sound. Hey, neighbor, you're going to make it. Tell them you're going to be all right. You're going to stand unharmed. 
The world can't do me no harm. No harm. No harm. To stand ready or prepared. I'm getting to the goody here. Getting to the goody. To be of a steadfast mind. I'm standing. Symptoms getting worse. Oh, uh, y'all. Symptoms getting worse. I got all kind of contraindications going on in my life, but this, I'm going, I got a steadfast mind. Unmovable. Always abounding in the words of the Lord. I'm keeping my mind stayed on Jesus. I'm going to make it, devil. I don't care what you say. I'm not, I don't care what you do. I'm going to make it. This is going to be just fine. I'm going to be all right. I, I, you've been whipped already. I'm going I'm to put my foot in your neck, devil. This. Tell your neighbor, lock in. Tell them, lock in, lock in. No, no, tell somebody else. Not, not them. Tell the other person. Tell them, lock in, lock in. Lock in. Be, get steadfast here. All right, here we go. Let's finish out. Of quality, one who does not hesitate does not waver. Grace keeps you from hesitating. You don't hesitate. What the devil wants you to do? Hesitate. He wants you to think about it. See, because when you think about it, you, get, you drop down from faith into reason. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith. Faith and not by sight. And if he can get you and me to hesitate, we drop down into reason. We start, we, we start calculating. We start figuring. We start assessing the damages and assessing, well, if I do A, then B. This one, if I do B and C, and I, I start doing risk assessment and risk management, I start calculating all that kind of stuff. And you think, if I do this, well, then he going to do that. And they going to do that. No, 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 no. Stop hesitating. If God tells you to do something, you do what he told you to do. Like you only do that by grace. Does not waver. Does not waver. Does not waver. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's read one last place and we'll, we'll go home. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Ephesians 6, 10. Some of y'all, was already, you were already grabbing a hold of this earlier. You, you knew it. When it says, by faith access is grace in which you stand, you start talking about standing. Ephesians 6, standing. Because it's the exact same word here. Histemi. Histemi. Ephesians 6, 10, 14. Ephesians 6, 10 through 14. Y'all ever read about the whole armor of God? This is the same word. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on what? That you may be able to histemi against the wiles of the devil. Now, catch this. This is, this is why it's important. For You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. 
See, if, listen, 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 listen. If it was flesh and blood, then you can build enough muscles. You could go and learn some jujitsu. You can go and go and get a Smith and Wesson. I heard somebody say that. Smith and Wesson, okay. Wow, that somebody went all the way there. Back it up a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything lethal, praise God. More grace, Lord, more grace. Multiply grace up to you. <laughs> because if it's flesh and blood, then you can, you can tit for tat. You can clap back. You can outdo someone, out-talk. But when it's not flesh and blood, it's something else. You got to tap into something beyond you. Because you're fighting an unseen enemy, so you need an unseen power. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, remember, I was talking earlier about these rankings the devil have. Every time you go to a new level, you you dealing with you know you might might be dealing with uh with just just you know peon, um, uh, privates. What do, what do they call them people? Um, maggots in the in the Marines. Uh, <laughs> airmen. If you're in the Air Force, you just first get in. It's just an airman. No rank, no bars, no stripes, nothing. You're just an airman. you just those regular little devils. But the higher you go, you deal with a different rank of devil. They got a little rank to them. They got a little, they have a See? And when you are, when you're going for your prize, when you're trying to, remember this, possess your possessions. When you're trying to inherit the kingdom, you're not going to deal with little foot soldiers. No, you, God's giving you something too big for you to, the foot soldiers ain't, they ain't, no, no, no. The devil's got to send troops. He got to send some ranking officials against you. So you're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Then it says, therefore, take up what? That you may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all to histamy. To histamy. Verse 14, histamy, therefore. Now, wait a minute. How you going to stand? Oh, I just got the armor. What? The armor is just, is just the equipment. <laughs> you pick up the sword of the spirit. You you don't have enough strength to pick up the sword of the spirit and all that armor when you don't have grace on you. See the ladies and gentlemen, you you pull in the grace, the grace, the grace dresses you in the armor. Because I can guarantee you, if you get into a real fight, a tussle with the devil, you're not, you're going to remember, okay, wait a minute, it's, it's an armor of truth, what is this, it's a belt of righteousness, what was it? Let me see, they said the breast, the breastplate of police, what, what's this, the sword is something, Lord, what, what is it? No, just, just, just say grace. 
Because you ain't. <laughs> Let me see. Was I, was I supposed to put on the helmet of something? My chin strap of uh, justice or something like that. I don't remember what you did. No, just put on the grace. Stand in the grace. The grace will clothe you in the armor of light. When you do that, you're going to be just fine. Amen? Now, remember Paul wrote this about in Ephesians 6 about the armor. He had experience with it. Remember, he's the one that wrote in 2 Corinthians 12 about, about um, when the devil came against him to buffet him because of all the revelation and all the, the abundance he was getting. He said, I prayed and asked the Lord three times, hey, take this from me. And the Lord, the Lord said, my grace. See, you put on that grace, Paul, and you cannot just deal with it. The grace wasn't just to deal with it. The grace wasn't just to, to survive it. The grace was to whoop it. That grace will help you overcome. You'll be able to stand. You'll be able to rejoice in hope. And you'll be able to glory in tribulation. Amen. I'll do the other two next week and we'll keep going because I got we got to delve into this whole thing. I'm going to teach you more and more about grace. We don't want to be goofy grace people. We want to be real grace of God people. Amen. And walk in all God has for us. Why don't you give God a big praise tonight for the word of God? Come on, you can do better than that. Give God a big praise for the word of God if you receive it tonight. Come on, just stand on your feet and just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You've received, you've heard from heaven tonight. You've received fresh manna from heaven tonight. Hallelujah. It's worth your hallelujah. It's worth your amen tonight. Glory to God. You got some golden nuggets tonight. You got some golden nuggets tonight. I'm telling you. You're gonna, boy, you're gonna be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Because you're gonna be tapping into a force and a power. I'm going to throw this in there too. That grace is available for anything. Hallelujah. Academically, there's a grace available. Athletically, there's a grace available to you. Artistically, there's a grace available to you. Hallelujah. Remember the, you remember the Bible talks about in, in Exodus around 35 so, 30, 35 and 36 about a holy ab and those men who God just downloaded into them this wisdom. Remember I talked about the three components of grace. This wisdom, this ability. The Bible says he gave them the ability to do and to teach. That was grace. To be an artist. See, people think grace is just for, well, I'm just going grace so I can go and, and pray and lay hands on the sick. No, that's grace for you to do hair. Grace for you to basket weave. Grace for you to sew. Grace for you to, for you to be a mechanic and be the best. Grace for you to be a teacher. That's grace. This grace is available for you in every area of your life. You tap into it. And 
Remember, you have something that the world doesn't, does not have access to. So God doesn't want us looking at the world like, oh, man, look at them. Look what they did. It's so wonderful. No, man, we have divine ability, divine wisdom, divine energy available to us. And we're going to be over the top, over the world. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands. Father, we have heard your word tonight on the wonderful gift of grace. Now, Father, with our hands raised, we lift our hearts to you and our souls to you, our spirits to you. We release our faith right now. We release our faith to access your grace. To access your divine enablement, your ability that you supply. And God, your word says you're able to make all grace abound towards us. So God, over this room, over this people, I speak and declare that God, every grace, every form of grace that your people need right now, academically, athletically, artistically, as wives, as husbands, as fathers, as mothers, as children, as entrepreneurs, as employees, every area, as ministers, preachers, elders, deacons, helps ministers, givers, conquerors, builders. Paul, your, Lord, your words, Paul, Paul said that God, you gave him a grace as a wise master builder. So God, thank you, Lord, for the builders that are tapping into your grace. That God, in every area of our lives, that we access that grace. We know we have an enemy, a common enemy, the devil. But we know that, Father, that there's a grace available to us to stand. Thank you for the histamines that work in the spirit. That every time the devil tries to send some kind of halogen, some kind of pollutant, some kind of thing in our lives to try to get us clogged up, to try to get us uncomfortable, to bring disease even to our lives. Thank you, you've given us a defense system in the spirit to stave off the devil's advances. So God, we ask you tonight to continue to keep us, bless us. We ask you tonight for more grace. Come on, everybody, just say more grace, more grace. Come on, just more grace, more grace. Father, release more grace. Father, I speak and declare that grace be multiplied to your people. I speak that grace be multiplied. Multiplied. Exponential amount of grace be multiplied to your people. I pray that God you make all grace abound toward your people. That we always have all sufficiency for all things and abound to every good work. I pray, Father, that we, your people, will excel in every grace and as we go about our Father's business, we'll become the fullest of what you called us to be. I thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your handiwork. Thank you for your people. As we walk in it, strengthen us the more. And God, we will give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you agree, why don't you shout your loudest amen. amen. Now put those hands together and give God a praise tonight.
Hallelujah.